Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for half-price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply, Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. It most certainly is, wherever you might be, right across the SEN network, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. John Stephenson in the house. Hello, Johnny Steph. Yes, brother Cam, how are you, man? I'm still on my come down in uh, post-world championship. I can't shake it, Cam, but uh, <laughs> Brussels was on the weekend and uh, that, I think, just maybe just a little bit leveled me out, mate. So I'm uh, looking forward to another great episode of the House of Ass with you this week. A lot to get into. A huge amount to get into, of course, when it comes to Diamond League. It is finals time. We'll talk about that very shortly. We've got the Sydney Marathon this weekend. Of course, we chatted to our man, Wayne Larden, the CEO, a little earlier in the year. And I just want to replay a little bit of that based on all the things that they were trying to achieve and what they're on the cusp of actually achieving. So we'll hear a little more about that. And, of course, you can get involved. 0433981116 right across the temper text line. But I want to start with my man, Stewie McSwain, Johnny, because he has had a frustrating preparation. He continually got injured or at least was struggling with niggles early in his preparation. He finally got going. Didn't have a great world championships. He was fairly disappointed. But he sort of just put that away and he said, you know what, I'm going to try and lift here. And that 2,000-metre record is now his. Not an easy one to break either because, uh, as we know, uh, Mottram, one of the superstars, the superstars of our time, but he's been able to get it done over Craig Mottram's record. It is, and it takes a little something to dig deep when you've had a disappointing preparation to be able to get to the end of it and stand up and deliver, and he has found some form. And so so brilliantly put, uh, Cameron, I, I, I like to focus some attention before I get onto Stuart and, and how well he's running is to how great Craig Mottram was. Now, Craig was is really, I like to call it, if you want to, in, in the corporate world terms, he's the industry leader. <laughs> uh, when you look at distance running over the last 20 years, you know, this is a guy that I made many teams with. Um, and honestly, man, he really, he really took on what the world called at the time. He took on the Africans. And... And he and I, what I think is uh, he gave not only uh, young distance runners in the country, but I think he really uh, he, between him and Nick Badeau really um, built this almost factory, this machine of 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 belief systems for these middle distance runners and distance runners in our country. Um, and now you're starting to see names like Stuart McSwain starting to pop up, your Lacazas, your Gregsons, your Geordie Williams, your Collis Birmingham's and and your 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 Jack Rayners and and the and the list of Brett Robinson's mm-hmm. <laughs> the the, the the marathon record holder for yep. Australia. Uh, it, these are these are all touched in some way or form when it comes to coaching by or managing by Nick Badeau. Um and Craig Mottram, I believe, besides Kathy Freeman, we know very famously Nick, Nick Badeau had a lot to do with. Craig was really someone that I seen in my era really take on the middle distance uh, world. Fast forward now to Stu McSwain to break that 2,000-meter Oceania record. 
you got to be very, very good, Cam. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking, it's just not an Australian record like, hey, whatever. It's an Australian record by mm -hmm. a dude that was an absolute monster. And you put it so well at the beginning of your question. So um, Stuart going out there in Brussels, but it, it pulls me back to where I'm, this is where I become a very hard micro music. And I say it to these guys, their faces when I see them and I talk to them is championship running is, is essentially two parts of our career. There's you win medals at championships and you run well throughout the year in a circuit and you, and you try and have the quickest personal best you possibly can. Um, I like to see that medals get you paid and running fast gets you to, getting paid, <laughs> you know, so, uh, um, I, you know, I, I really thought you were going to say get laid there for a split second. I thought, <laughs> oh no, this is, this is kind of some real late night, Johnny bid Stephenson angles, but I like where you, that's a good idea. Uh, I'm no it's more, a good motto. I'm no in the Middle East, man. <laughs> My name is Kun John yeah. out here, bro. So, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> my brother Stu um, had, a, had a crack overseas. When he, when he looks back, when he looks back now and he goes, shoot, from being injured mm -hmm. in the beginning of my European season, ending with the Oceania 2000 meter record. And again, it's kudos to, to Nick Badeau. It's kudos to Collis Birmingham, who works closely with Nick Badeau and all the team at the Badeau squad um, and everybody at High Performance and Athletes Australia. We had a good chat to Andrew Fakeney. I know he'll be wrapped. I mean, and I just looked at the list, Cam, before we get there. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten athletes going to Diamond League final, man. Mm -hmm. I have, I don't think I've ever seen that many athletes um, from Australia going to the Diamond League final. And it also starts of performances like Stuart did um, in, in Brussels and throughout the year throughout the year from all our athletes that competed in the Diamond League. Absolutely. We might get to that on the other side of the break. I will say, like, and he, like Inga Britson was chasing the world record. The, the 2,000 metres is something not a great deal of athletes run on a regular basis. But Inga Britson wanted that world record uh, and, and Stuart McSwain matched it with him, which is something that he would yeah. have felt comfortable yeah. or confident and, 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 going and, and, into the season hasn't worked out, but he, he hasn't look, dropped his yeah. head and he would be frustrated because he had, he had issues last year as well. Of course, he ended up skipping the Commonwealth games after a, a disappointing world championship. So he's had two years of kind of sucky start stops preparation and he's been able to keep the head up and, and it, it leads him into a good, hopefully Eugene. And let me say this, Cam, one Stewart's an absolute, top human being and, and I love the love the dude he's a, he's a, he's a cracker ripping yep. bloke um and and number two I know you said it's a distance that's not commonly run but our sport is 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 man hundreds of years old man yeah, like it's jokes. an old sport man you know you're talking about your vets your co's your Elliots uh uh there's so many great middle distance runners Algarujas Bakilis mm -hmm. uh, uh Celestis mm -hmm. that they've run would have ran 2,000 metres somewhere in their career. Yeah, and our boy Stu McSwain, along with Jakob Inga Britson, is, you know, at the forefront, the pinnacle of, of when, you, when you look at times of that event. So um, I, I, I agree with you. It's not a distance that's run often, but I'm not going to allow anyone to discredit that because it's an unbelievable record. It's an, it's an unbelievable distance. And uh, a kudos to both Jakob and, uh, and Stewie for, for getting those records. Just for the record, I wasn't diminishing the national record. No, I, I know you were, but just in case. I'm right? with you. I ran just a 2000 the other day. It was real quick. Uh, mate, I, I, wait, I can't <laughs> wait to get stuck in you. I, I love your Instagram, mate. Do an interval sprint. Mate, I'll tell you what. Oh, hey, oh, hey, we're going oh, head to head. I've got to break a minute for 400. Oh. I need it to be ready. 
And if you do a hamstring, I'll just coast on by you. Oh, brother, uh, if, that's, if, that is, if that is sprinting, brother, I'll be damned. I don't know. Hey. I don't know. I mean, you look like you're in cruise control. I you am in cruise control. Slapping, you just, and then you want to say 10 times. 10, what did you do? 10 times? I did 20 at 45 seconds on 24 please, in the treadmill. Please, I did, can we, please, can we put this somewhere up in SEN? Can we put it up on our website? Not, can we just, I want this plastered all over We're, we're not putting it up until yes, you and I up, go head to head. <laughs> You've I got to break. Like, I want the public to see no, what I'm going up against. Hey, hey, I don't pu- want them to call in hey. and tell me what I need to do. To <laughs> the public this, can, they, the public can see it. At Cam J Luke on Instagram, drop me a oh. follow. A uh, quick break. Oh. All these cameras warehouse. Plenty more on House of Ats next. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for half price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply. Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Ats. John Stephenson, Cam Luke, we do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Wayne Larden, we're going to hit rewind on our great chat we had with the Sydney Marathon CEO a couple of months ago because it is Sydney Marathon weekend and good luck to all the athletes, in particular our very own Kane Corns who is going to uh, get out there this weekend. Now, here we go. Cameron, Kennedy. let me jump in. No, before you go, yes. let me jump in, Cam. It's really important. I just mm. want everybody to understand this. It's really important. The Sydney Marathon is, is trying to become one of the Abbott's Marathon. Mm-hmm. It's one of the big, uh, I'd like to say it's the big, it'll be the big seven. I th- I mean, I'm yes. pretty sure it's the seventh marathon. Um, and it's and it's pivotally important that we get behind the Sydney Marathon, whether if you, even if you're just a little bit interested, because it all comes down to the numbers that participate in the marathon over the full distance, as well as the event. So when you see thousands of people attending, which will happen, um, come the marathon time, it always dependent as well because there's a criteria, as our good friend Wayne Larden ex- uh, explained to us, there's a 103 point category that they need to uh, that they need to meet yeah. standard point standard they need to meet and. One of them is is the participants in the marathon. So if you're thinking about competing, you want to try it for the first time, and it's very short notice, but get behind this marathon because to see what it'll do for Sydney, New South Wales, tourism in Sydney, um, what it'll do for our great sport and athletics, as well as as well as as our sporting nation, our sporting culture in this country, having an Abbott's Marathon in Australia would be absolutely amazing for us, for our future, for our kids, and moving forward in the sport of this country. So it's not just about athletics, um, but it'd be very important we get behind it. Absolutely. And to explain a little bit more, Wayne Lyle, in around 10 minutes. I'm going to hit rewind on that. I, I will say this, Johnny Steph. I, look, it's Thursday night right now. Uh, I, go ahead and support it. I think it's a little late to try and run 42Ks if you haven't ran before in three days. Uh, but just, you know, small steps. <laughs> Johnny no, no, Steph. Hang on. Get hang on the a second. Couch and go hang and on a second. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's how many people start or, uh-huh. and finish. No, I, I think, think it's, it's how many people finish I think it might too. be finished. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying, right, to go out there and drop a 42.9 in three days. But what I am saying is get behind the event. Yeah, I know, if I you know. Are fit, if you are fit, if you are fit, like my man Cam Luke, there's doing oh, interval sprints slowly. on a treadmill and you feel, hey, I got a forty-two point nine. Yep. Just go, just go down <laughs> and partake. That's all Johnny Steffi saying. Agreed. Hey, just quickly. All right, Kennedy Oslagers, Little Barber, Marshall, Denny, Hull, McSwain, Bissett, and Bushkull are the ten athletes you mentioned them earlier, and they are the ten. I want to ask you. Let's, let's start with Nina Kennedy because uh, wins a world championship in you know unique situation, of course, with the dead heat and a lot of emotional. Uh, on the back of like just a hell of a lot of emotional sort of outpouring of adrenaline and excitement on the back of it. She has then gone and done it again in Diamond League since then. But in these type of situations, not just with the Australians, but with anyone who's had a huge world championship, won a gold or, or been right there, is it hard to back up? 
Is it hard to emotionally back it up a couple of weeks later? Listen, first of all, I want to give a shout out to all the ladies out there in track and field. You are representing our yeah. sport like beasts on the worldwide stage. Um, I just there's three. I mean, out of the ten, you you name there's only three dudes: Curtis Marshall, Matt Denny, and Stu McSway. I'm not discrediting any of my my fellow brothers and dudes out there, but um, a sensational shout out to the ladies, man, raising the flag high for Team Australia. Um, it is very hard, Cam. Um, very hard for me. I, I can talk from my personal experience. Yep. I was the type of dude that once my championships was over, my season was over okay. <laughs> because all, all my focus was, I just wanted to win medals. I mean, when I started the sport, I understood that, that like I told earlier in the show, medals got you paid and uh, medals got you the respect and, um, and got you the, the glory. And do, the, just and on the that, do, do you, do you re, do not regret, but do you look back at it and think that maybe you're, you were a little misguided in particular how athletics is today? No, not at all, because okay. I was blessed enough to, to make a lot of money off the circuit. So for, for a lot of people that continue running is in order to try and make money. Yep. No, fair enough, too. And Absolutely. Because the championships is over. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I realized where my bread is buttered, and mm -hmm. I try to focus on that heavily. And, and I was that's why I was always so disappointed that I couldn't win Olympics and, uh, you know, I couldn't win world championships. And, and it just really – because that was always my goal, right? It wasn't ever to – I felt if I took care of business there, the rest will come. Um, so I never had, my plan B was never really running on the circuit. Running on the circuit was to get me ready for a championships. And that's why I'm always on the show, sort of pushing our mm -hmm. athletes saying, hey, there's championship running and there's one day individual classic running, right? So, um, but it's really hard for me. I found it was really hard for me. I, I did try and run a couple of times post-season and I just, my head wasn't in the game. I probably had one night where I, where I didn't party all year. Then I partied after World Champs to celebrate a culmination of of the of the the competition season. When you talk about the championship season, um, and I just found it hard to get my head back in the game, you know. And that, that doesn't mean like when you see Curtis coming tenth, it doesn't mean he's not good enough. It just it's just he, maybe his priority focus was World Championships, and everything now is a bonus. Yeah. Um. You see someone like Nina Kennedy, she's red hot. And she's continuing to be red hot and she has the ability to continue that focus all the way through. Maybe she, her focus is always, no matter what happens at Worlds, we are getting to the Diamond League final. So she's not lost track of what her plan was, right? So we don't know exactly the plan of each of these athletes. Um, and by the looks, it looks like Nina's always been focused on winning that Diamond League again. Mm -hmm. um, and World Champs for her was she's good enough to medal. She knew that she did it at World Champs the year before. So for her, it's only about getting better. But I think her plan is always Diamond League. Um, and maybe someone like a Curtis was, hey, world champs is where we need to you know, stamp our name. And he's done that. So he box tick. Everything's a bonus from now. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But um, it is hard, Cam. Long-winded answer, but it is hard to, to back up once you – if it's not in accordance to your goals. Mm -hmm. It would have to be. And that does not just goes for the Australians. And we have spoken about – the fact that, you know, major championships based on, and you were lucky enough to to make money outside of it, you're able to, whatever athlete you might be right now, that is essentially where the cash is. And it's not necessarily a focus about Diamond League. And we will see that in some performances over this particular weekend. Hey, we're going to squeeze a break in Wayne Larden on the other side of this. CEO of the uh, Sydney Marathon. We're going to hit rewind. And as great as a job that our man Johnny Steph did only moments ago to explain the Sydney Marathon and the Abbott's Medal and a major marathon. Wayno did it just a smidge better. <laughs> and we'll listen to that next right here. All thanks to Kevin's Warehouse. Rush into Kemmer's Warehouse for half-price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply, Kemmer's Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. 
Johnny Stephenson, Cam Luke, and of course you, the SEN Athletics community right around the nation, wherever you might be listening, via your local SEN radio station or the SEN app, you can get involved, 043398 Now, we've spoken a fair bit about it. We've spoken a little bit about marathons, of course, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Our main man at Mario has his eyes set on the Melbourne Marathon. We might catch up with him in the next couple of weeks as well. But this weekend is all about the Sydney Marathon. Beautiful part of the world, started on the back of the Sydney Olympics back in 2000. And right now, it's on the cusp of becoming a major marathon. A major marathon, which is a big, big deal. But it's far better for me to explain it to you. Right now, we're going to hit rewind because Wayne Larden is the CEO of the Sydney Marathon. And he has been for nearly 20 years. No man knows a marathon in this country more than Wayne. And when he joined us, he explained all of it where it's come from, and where they want it to go. Thanks, Cam. Thanks, Steph. Good to talk to you, boys. Steph, it's been a while. Yeah, it's We've been had a, while, a few chats it? over the last couple of years about Sydney Marathon, which is great. Yeah, it is really exciting times. Um, you know, I've been race director of Sydney Marathon since 2005, when there were just 12,000 runners. And as you said, Cam, it is a legacy of the Sydney 2000 Olympics, so it's got a lot of history um, and connection with Sydney. But... Um, you know, over the years, we've been steadily increasing, you know, um, our investment in the event has been growing, um, you know, very nicely. Um, however, you know, a year or two ago, we we sort of determined um, through some, you know, in-depth strategic discussions with Destination New South Wales that we really wanted to take it to the next level. Um, and we'd looked at um, how we might do that over the years you know, bearing in mind that the biggest marathon series in the world and the greatest marathon series in the world is the Abbott World Marathon Majors, which is, of course, the six big ones, London, New York, Boston, Chicago, Tokyo and Berlin. Um, But a few years ago when we looked at it ourselves, you know, there was no sort of avenue to um, get into that series. It was pretty closed. Um, However, you know, to our surprise, after our strategic discussions, um, with Destination New South Wales and, and us both agreeing, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could bring the Abbott World Marathon Majors to Sydney? So we approached the Abbott World Marathon Majors and, you know, to our surprise, um, we learned that there was a program in place. Um, it's called the Abbott World Marathon Majors Candidate Program. And it was designed, um, again, through some strategic thinking um, amongst the race directors of the World Majors, um, that they wanted to grow, um, and especially when you consider the fact there's three of the majors in North America, two in Europe, and only one outside of Tokyo, they determined that they wanted to be more accessible to the global running community. And to do that, they needed to expand the series geographically, especially. So on that basis, the World Marathon Majors Candidate Program was was developed. Um, now, we started talking to them in you know, at the end of 21, um, there were already two, well, two events in the candidate program, Chengdu in China and Cape Town in South Africa. Um, and they decided that they were willing to add a maximum of three events to the world majors. So it could go, it could grow from six to nine, mm. but they said, if we don't find the right one, then we won't put them in. So there's a really strict criteria, over a hundred point criteria that each candidate race has to meet two years in a row. And if they meet that criteria two years in a row, then the race directors will sit down and go, does this event feel like a world major? Will it complement our series? And will it deliver the sort of experience 
that our global audience has come to expect when they go and run one of the existing majors. Is it, without getting too deep into it, and 100 points you mentioned, there's a, there's a great deal of different factors that go into it, but is a major factor, you know, the, the amount of elite athletes, is, is that one of them? Like, do you have to have someone running really fast time and both the men's and the women's to, to fit into it? Because the, the world-class athletes that are currently and do currently compete when it comes to the six current majors, we're seeing fast times, we're seeing Olympic champions, seeing world champions, we're seeing really cracked fields. So is that, is that yeah. part of it and, and something you've got to continue to build on? Yeah, it is part of it, and it's it's a big part of it from my perspective. I mean, it's one criteria point of the 104 um, in that you do need to have an elite field that is sort of a, at a similar level. Like they don't expect us to have, you know, the, the same depth of field that you'll see in a Berlin Marathon or a London or the existing majors because they've got bigger budgets than what we do. But we do have to have a minimum number of top athletes. Um, I mean, associated with the World Marathon Majors, um, assessment criteria. We're also a platinum label marathon, a world athletics platinum label marathon. So mm. it has it has its own criteria as well. Um, so we we've got sort of a dual set of criteria that we're working to. So yeah, getting the elite athletes is important, and it's important for a number of reasons um, from our perspective. One, the criteria, of course, but two, we want the global running audience, um, the the recreational runs, to see these super elite athletes taking part in Sydney and seeing the sort of times that you would expect from a world major. Now, each of the world majors are different. So like they're not all fast, of course. Mm. You've got Berlin, London, Chicago. They're all super fast. Then you've got New York and Boston that are actually got a fair number of hills in them. So people do those events for a different reason. It's all about the experience. So, you know, Sydney's not flat. Um, let's face it. Mm. We're not going to deliver a time like Berlin Marathon does or London. Um, but we can deliver an experience that will meet um, and exceed it almost any of them at the moment, given how great Sydney is and, and how many icons there are in Sydney and that are a part of the course. So we've got something really unique to offer the World Marathon Majors audience. And, you know, uh, you know some of the other aspects of the criteria, of course, are, you know, is it a safe city, clean air? Is it the sort of city? This is, a, this is an important one. Is, this, is, it a sort, is it the sort of city that our World Marathon Majors audience are going to want to visit mm. and go back to? Does it complement the series? So... I think in the most part, we hit we hit nearly all of the criteria last year with six weeks lead time without much effort at all. It's the last few points that we're really focused on meeting that's, uh, you know, and they're the important ones. Are you able to lean on Sydney and the Olympics being so successful, although it is, you know, 23 years ago, and also the fact that we've got Brisbane, I know a different city, but Australia as a whole probably factors into it a little bit as well, considering the geographical uh, point you made earlier in the chat. So are you able to lean on the success of, in particular, Sydney 20-odd years ago as as a way to show how exciting sport is and how we all take it in, regardless of the event? Yeah, I think so, because I think that flew the flag for the Sydney Marathon, and I think that's why the World Marathon Majors race directors consider Sydney one of the leading contenders, because, you know, you remember back to the Olympics, you know, that course ran over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Mm. They ran by the Sydney Opera House, mm. They ran through Centennial Parklands and they sort of headed out west to the stadium. But that was the first sort of, you know, stake in the ground, I, I suppose you might say, and, and people saw that and remember that. I mean, you know, one of our key markets, for example, is Japan for our inbound inbound um, runners. And they still remember Takahashi winning the Sydney Olympics, running over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. She's uber famous in Japan still from the Sydney Olympics. So, yeah, absolutely. We can lean on that heritage of the Olympics, but and that, that's what flew the flag early on. But 
you know, obviously we've changed the course. All of the races finish at the Opera House now, mm. and it's iconic, you know, picturesque, scenic course. And Sydney's such a popular tourist destination as as it is, as is Australia. Um, so it's going to be an attractive proposition. And I, I you know, I've spoken mm. to each of the race directors of the Abbott World Marathon Majors, and they want Sydney in. They can absolutely see how Sydney will fit with the series and complement the experience, no question. Lardy, you um, there's no doubt you mentioned uh, last year with with six weeks lead time, um, you guys felt you reached pretty much all the criteria. What were the what were the ones that you sort of felt we we are well missed? And where can where can say the the Australian uh, running community, sporting community can sort of help us expedite um, uh, reaching this, uh, being able to be accepted by the Abbots Marathon Major? I, look, I think right now on paper, I, I reckon we are at 102 of the 104 points right wow. now based on wow. our plans, based on our new course. Um, we had to make some significant changes to the course to bring it up to world major standard. But the two key ones are getting, you know, over, you know, 100,000 people out on the course cheering runners on their journey from the start to the finish at the Opera House. So getting Sydney siders out. Um, I mean, we start with getting the runners, families and friends and extended um, networks out cheering them on to build that number, but also... You know, we're working with the Telegraph to try and get Sydney siders out. We've got 28 entertainment spots on the course, four live sites, you know, all this sort of stuff to try and get people out on the course and staying out cheering people. Because one of the biggest distinguishing features of the Abbott World Marathon Majors races is that atmosphere and how they fully engaged. Well, you saw a London marathon, didn't you, Lardy? I mean, it's just amazing to watch. I mean, I had a very good friend compete in London. He said, John... It was actually, it was, he goes, it's actually a time, he goes, I understand why people compete um, in the marathon. And sorry to cut you off, Lardy, but he, he said, you know, for the the runner that actually loves the sport, they get to experience what an Olympian experiences by running an Olympic course and having people cheering for them. And they feel, yeah. I shouldn't say this, but they, they feel like Iliad Kipchoge, you know, when, <laughs> when they're running. For that little brief moment of time, yeah. they don't recover the way he recovers. And they, no. definitely don't, they don't split the splits he splits. But but I think that's a really important point you make. It is. And, and it's not just the um, sub-elite and, and regular runners that benefit from that. It's the people who need it the most, the people who don't run that much, mm. who have really stepped up because they want to do something special for a charity because mm. they've got some – you know, fundraising objectives for someone that they've loved and maybe someone who's passed or, or, and they need the people helping them because yep. they're the ones that are in the most pain and it really does help. Well, the great Mario from Chemist Warehouse, he, yeah. he raised a lot of money for the he London did. Marathon and completed, did an excellent job. And now he's trying to convince me, Lardy. Yeah, this is where, this is where I need you to back me. I love yeah. the marathon. Listen, I love the marathon. I'm, I'm not part of the 100,000 strong camp. Yes. It'll be on the line, the road. Yes. Cheering, come on, that's me. I mm. think that's a very good place for Johnny Steph. Okay. Maybe, maybe Lardy might even say you can start the marathon. It actually right. seems like you're trying to get a bit of a, uh, a, a side hustle gig here. Because oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, it takes a community camp. It's not just about running. Oh, it it takes a community to get this up and running. And, okay. I'm, and I'm putting my hand up saying Johnny okay. Steph's about so that. So you're line. putting your hand up to be the official. We had we had a chat about this, Steph, and I and what I've gone and done just for you mm-hmm. is I've extended the marathon cutoff yes. time from six hours to seven hours, <laughs> mate. So you can actually walk the marathon in seven hours. Lardy, we are mates. 
first and foremost, so we need to take this off air and have a really good strong chat about this. But I shouldn't joke around. Yes, the great Mario from Chemist Warehouse, yes. who's been a big supporter of the House of Athletes. And that was, that's a major, major point, Cam. Like, you'd huge. be able to raise money, um, you know, and, and you get this huge sense of achievement. And I think that that's what we, I think, that, and that really shone through COVID. You, I saw so many people running out there, you know. I think people really got to understand was, with Tokyo Olympics that took place, you got to really feel, and you get to, when you start to see the two hour, Barrier get broken by Eliud Kipchoge, and, you, and then you try and go for a run. You realize how fast yeah. he's going for forty two point nine kilometers. Sick. It really gives you this sense of achievement when you get out there just to complete it, Cam. Absolutely, you know. Now, and it's very, it's very accessible, right? So, I mean, running is probably the cheapest sport you can do, mm, right? Yeah, you can go out in a crappy pair of shoes yeah. and go for a jog. You don't need a bike. You don't need to be able to swim. You don't need to pay fees. You just get out and run. Yeah, it's one of the world's truly accessible sports, which is why. So many people in Africa run and are so good at it. You know, they've grown up. Everyone can do it. It's probably one of the best ways and fastest ways to get fit, to lose weight. Um, it's great for mental health. There's so many other benefits yeah. of running, um, which is why why it's just growing and growing and growing. Since I took on, took on this marathon in 2005, the number of recreational runners in the community globally has just gone through the roof. And you're right, covid COVID accelerated that, right? And everyone's looking for an outlet now. Yeah. Um, so so that's that's sort of yeah, big part of it. The other part, the big the other big part and challenge for us is probably the biggest challenge is we've got to hit a certain amount of finishes to qualify. Mm -hmm. And essentially what that means is we've got to triple the size of our marathon in one year, right? Now, we've already doubled the size of our marathon and we've still got four months to go. So we're we're well on our way. But the important thing now is to get, you know, starting with the Australian running community, all of those people who are in clubs, all of those people who do park runs, all of those people who run regularly and are fans of running. We need them running Sydney. Just right? to be clear, Lardy, you're, you're saying we need number of finishes in the marathon, not taking part yep. of the Blackmoors marathon. We're talking they need to complete, compete in the marathon, not the 10K, no, half distance, no. the marathon. The marathon. Yeah, so it's it's just the it's just the Sydney Marathon now. So all of the events are called Sydney Marathon, Sydney Marathon twenty one k, Sydney Marathon ten k. Just to keep that focus on the marathon, but it's the marathon that we're being tested on. Um, so it's the marathon finisher numbers that are important. So I mean, you know, there's been some traditional barriers between uh, Sydney Marathon attracting you know the the elite sub elite and and recreational mm. runners from other states because you know say for example Melbourne Marathon's only three or four weeks after mm. Sydney you know and Victorians being Victorian they love their Melbourne Marathon so it's been difficult to attract Victorians to Sydney um, not quite as 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 difficult to get Queenslanders down but we get people from everywhere but what we want what we want to say to Australian running the Australian running community is. This is not Sydney's Abbott World Marathon Majors. This won't be Sydney's Abbott World Marathon Majors. This will be Australia's mm, Abbott World Marathon definitely. Majors. And this will deliver benefits to the entire running community right around Australia for decades. It'll bring more people into running. It'll bring more commercial partners. It'll bring more media. It'll it'll have a flow-on effect right around Australia. So we want all runners in Australia to run the Sydney Marathon in the next two years. Wayne, now I've never really put two and two together, mainly because I'm simple, but I've just realised that I'm assuming the date is yeah. coincides with the Sydney Olympic start 
did it back in 2000 I was the weekend. Ask the exact same question, yeah, Ken. Where did the it, date it, come from? It's based on it's based on and it moves around a little yep. bit, but yeah, it's sort of it, it's been scheduled to coincide with when the marathons were happening, you know, in Sydney. It's not exactly the same, but it's the most convenient date close it, to that. So, yeah. so based on that, have you ever had conversations about moving the yes. date? Of course, the, the closeness to Melbourne, as you uh, touched on, probably makes it a little bit different. But has yeah. it ever been a, a chat to try and find a different spot that might mean more Australians or? more Victorians might be more willing to go to Sydney to do this? We have, and, and it's something that I continue to look at. And, you know, ideally, I'd like to move it for a couple of reasons, not just Melbourne, but also Berlin's a week after. Yeah. Um, wow. We've got Sydney to serve, so there's only so far forward we could take the marathon because you don't want to be too close to that either. Um, currently, there's a big festival of there's a big festival on the week before which takes a bunch of government resources, so we can't do it the week before, but... We are exploring what options there might be. Um, you can't go on Father's Day, which is two weeks before. So, mm. it's what would be your ideal date, now. Wayne? What would be if you Sorry, had to mate. pick a date? What would be your ideal date? Ideally, if Father's Day wasn't the first weekend of September, I'd go that date. But um, if we go the last day of October, of August, for example, it's only two weeks from surf, so it might be a little close, mm. maybe. Um, one week before we could definitely do, but that would require a swap of dates with the Waverley Council's Festival of the Winds event. So I don't know how amenable they'll be to that, but I will definitely have a chat with them about that. Even one week would help with Melbourne runners, you know, take it to five weeks or four or five weeks. Even that would help. Mm. Anything would help. But yeah, we, we are looking at that. Um, something we've thought about for a long time, but um there's only so much flexibility we have. There is a fair bit of romanticism in that date as well, of course, with the Sydney yeah. Olympics. So it is, it's a, it's a continual balance. I, I am. And, I, and I, just one point, yeah. just one point before we move on from that is, you know, I'm not asking everyone to come up and race, you know, yeah. you can come up and do a, do a training run, uh, enjoy the Sydney marathon, help get the world marathon majors to Australia and then race your other race. Mm. If you want to, Definitely. you know, you don't have to race. Um, just come and do it and finish. Yeah. Like, like Johnny Steph's going to do. <laughs> like oh, Steph, I'm waving yeah, the flag. Exactly. <laughs> bang, bang, go. Like that's. Uh, now, Wayne, you've been in the position for such a long time. Does that make, there are so many things like a million logistical meetings and conversations that go 12 months of the year. I've no doubt, but is life a little easier. Now when you've been in this and you have these conversations or do you have to have, the same conversations around logistics and everything every year, or do you, do you have a conversation back in 2011 that still holds true in some form? No, I, I, I do get asked this question a little bit. Doesn't it get easier? You would think it would. It doesn't. <laughs> um, what I, how I, how I would describe it is, we probably would retain 50% of what we do from the year before, and there's, there's up to 50% of things that need to be changed. Right. You know, if you're in, if you're doing an event in any city, cities are living organisms, right? They need to be maintained. You know, um, infrastructure needs to be developed. There's, um, you know, holes being dug in roads. There's, yeah. there's metro links being built. There's all sorts of stuff. There's, um, you know, different key people in landowners and and council areas that we have to re-engage with every year. And, and and we're trying to build on it every year too. So we're making our own changes as well as the cities evolving as a city. So. It's always challenging, um, you know, shutting down Australia's biggest city, um, you know, put closing 50 kilometres of roads in Australia's busiest city is not easy. Um, but it, it's fun. I enjoy it. I love it. I still do. Uh, just as much as the day I started. I'm a horse racing guy as well, Wayne. I love all sports. You ever thought about speaking to Peter Volandis? He'll probably bump the prize money up a fair bit and get some more internationals over. 
<laughs> I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind having him on my board, that's for sure. He'd probably help with a few key decisions. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you ever, now I assume you've been to the six major marathons at, at some point from a, uh, from a, uh, look, what could I can, what Steph and I call work junkets, but you probably have to go. They call Reckies Camp. No, Reckies, there you go. That's my you, apologies. Uh, do you have a favourite marathon outside of Sydney? Is there, is there one that you do enjoy being a part of and having a look at? Yeah, there, I, there's two actually. Um, and that, like I said before, they're all different. I haven't been to Berlin or Chicago yet. Um, my my two favourites are London and New York um, at the moment, and they're similar and different. Um, they're, they're both big. They're the two biggest. Um, they're the two with probably the biggest crowds on the street. They're, they're sublimely organised, both of them, mm. um, and the race directors are extremely friendly and welcoming. London Marathon race director Hugh Brasher has been incredibly supportive of Sydney, of me and, and Sydney's bid to become the next major. Um, so I have a, I have a real sort of uh, soft spot for those two, but they're all equally fantastic. Mm. Um, and they're all that little bit different too, which sort of gives that, um, I guess that uh, variety of flavor for the world marathon majors participants, well, a lot of which want to do all six and hopefully soon all seven. Well, it's funny you say they're both my favorite too, Lardy, but um <laughs> Listen, yeah. uh, do, do you, uh, obviously, I know you, you love your track and field. You love your sport. You love your running. Are you still getting out, Lardy, and uh, having a bit of a trot? Well, I, I've had a few uh, problems with uh, injuries to my feet and uh, had some surgery and had some nerve damage. I'm not running as much as, as what I would. I've, I've, I'm doing sort of 5K about three days a week now, Steph. So I um, good thing is my last surgery I had, I... I was sort of bedridden for a little while and I lost eight kilos. So I'm now looking forward to getting back out. And Race shape, mate. <laughs> and seeing how my Strava times are going. Hey, before we let you go, mate, and we, it's been a, uh, a fascinating chat. We can't wait for the Sydney Marathon and a continual push towards becoming the seventh major. Have you ever, on this show, Johnny, Steph and I come up with crazy ideas, right? You know Johnny well, and uh, we have similar thoughts on track and field and things that we can do that, we believe can enhance it, not just as an athlete, but also for the fan as well. Is there something in the back of your mind that you've had ticking over over the years? You're like, I'd love to bring this into Sydney, the marathon, but I haven't done it. Is there, is there something that you think at some point you might take a swing at? Well, you know, I guess if we can't get Steph to put his marathon <laughs> shoes on, we could put a 400 metres over the Harbour Bridge and get him back out of retirement, I suppose. I think, I think that could be I even worse. What I wouldn't mind, though. I wouldn't mind a mile. I wouldn't mind a yep. street mile. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, yeah. A street mile across the Harbour Bridge and finishing down at the Opera House would be fantastic. And we've got some incredible mile runners, middle distance runners in Australia right now, like really glory days of middle distance running, really a resurgence, as, as you would know. Um, that'd be fantastic to see too. But Steph running 400 over the bridge oh, would be good. Yeah. Lardy, you're pushing our friendship big time today, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, your hammies are holding up. Well, the hammies would be all over the Harbour Bridge. But listen, uh, um, maybe, maybe... Of Steph pulling a hammy on the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be uh, tourism come to Australia? What you? I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I agree. You agree? Yeah. Wouldn't you think so? Do you yeah. Want, do, you want, do you want to? No, it's your idea. No, no. I think you should enlighten our okay. good friend Wayne Larden. How about an elimination mile, of course, which is Johnny Johnny Steph's brain child that just has gone nuts and we love it. Having an elimination mile over the Sydney Harbour Bridge. It involves the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So the, the, the last one drops out and they end up doing yep. eight by mile. Yeah. Or, or no, every 400. Is it 400, Johnny? What is it? 400? Every 400 metres. Yep. Then yeah. the last person across that mark, you're yeah. gone, mate. 
And then okay, so it's a is it a mile race? Yeah, a mile race, sixteen hundred. So every four hundred meter marker, if you're last, you're out. You just stop, and the last okay. person standing, last man or woman, would have a, a men's and a women's. So it'll come to side a of it. Mano yeah. mano duel, the last mm-hmm. four hundred. Yeah, just two left in the last two going left. down Macquarie yep. Street to the Opera House. That'd Absolutely. Bang, bang. There we go, see? Oh, mate, you should be an event marketer. <laughs> really. He was for a short time. We'll get Nitro back. Uh, hey, Wayne, it's been a pleasure as always. Pleasure, and and it goes to strength to strength. I, I spoke about it earlier. It gets bigger and better each yeah. and every year, and it has put you on the cusp of something yeah. that would be amazing, not just for the Sydney Marathon and, and you and all your team and all the runners, but for Australian track and field, if this was to happen, yeah. I think it's close. Most definitely. I've got, got one final incentive for the Australian runners. This year, we've introduced first time ever Australian age group marathon championships and Australian clubs marathon championships. Ooh. So it doesn't matter how old you are, you can come and race against people your own age and get an official Australian medal Fantastic. in the marathon. So... There you go. A big thank you, Wayne, to all the hard work you're putting in as Absolutely. well. I mean, there's people like yourself which keep the sport of running in this country going and, and you keep driving. The work you guys put behind the scenes is unbelievable, mate. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Good to see you. Well, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. That is Wayne Larden a couple of months ago now, but this is the weekend of the Sydney Marathon. And as he said, in his own very humble words, he pretty much... Well, he does it all. CEO, race director, he's been there for a long time, and they're on the verge of something very exciting. So if you are running this weekend, including our very own Kane Corns, good luck, brother. And if you are running, enjoy it. If you're not running but you're in the Sydney area or you're in New South Wales, head down, check it out, support the runners as they do something that many of them are doing for the very first time. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Wherever you might be, you can get involved. 0488 1116. We'll get to a break and wrap up the House of Aths. Next. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for half-price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply, Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. Most certainly is. You can always podcast it via scn.com.au once we are done and dusted. John Stephenson, Cam Luke. A couple of people just texting in and asking about the Sydney weather on the on the weekend. I'm not certain if you're running or not, but appreciate you reaching out. 043398. 1116. I'll, I'll, I'll grant that I'm, I'm no Jane, Jane Bunn uh, for us Melburnians, but I can tell you that it's going to apparently clear. There's been a great deal of haze across Sydney and parts of New South Wales over the last couple of days. I'm a uh, horse racing person, part of SCN track, and it's been a little bit of heavy, uh, havoc caused when it comes to the haze. But that's going to be clear, we believe, by Sunday. But what I will say is that it's going to be warm. 30 degrees. So make sure you hydrate, which you're going to be doing anyway. But, uh, yeah, make sure you're out and about and slip-slop slapping as well. 30 degrees for the Sydney Marathon, which must be some type of record. 043398-1116. Diamond League this weekend. It all fires off in Oregon as well, the home of athletics in the eyes of some. Eugene, they had the world championship there 12 months ago. And just off the text, can you please run through who is going to be competing for Australia? I sure can. Nina Kennedy, of course, who won it last year, won the final last year. Won a world championship this year. Joined us on this very show. She will be there. Nicola Oschleiger is a medalist at the world championship. Mackenzie Little, Kelsey Lee Barber, they're both going to go head-to-head in the javelin after outstanding world championships. Curtis Marshall, likewise, on the podium. A couple of weeks ago, Matthew Denny just missing out in the discus. Jessica Hull made the final. She was seventh in the 1,500-meter final. She'll back up. Stuart McSwain, who we spoke a fair bit about of, unfortunately, hasn't had the greatest of seasons 
But his back end has been outstanding, headlined by that 2,000-metre Australian record last week. So he'll go in the 1,500. Katarina Bissop, who will join us again in about a month's time. She's promised us she'll join us once it's all said and done. She'll go around the 800. And Brooke Bushkill in the long jump, who had a bit of a disappointing, by her lofty standards, world championship. But she will be there in Oregon over the weekend. And on that note... We are out of here. Johnny Stephenson on fire as always. Cam Luke, download the show. We're going to be back in seven days' time, wrapping up a huge weekend in the world of athletics.